Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 329. I am your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening. Today's episode is with Brian, who is the founder of The Giving Group. It is a non-for-profit group that actually gives back to the local community and other nonprofits. They're actually just a group that helps other groups, and it's just wonderful, and I am so excited to share their story. They have uh, a quarterly meeting, and if you want to become one, a member of the giving group, you can do so. I would encourage you guys to always check the bio down below where we provide all the links. And if you're there, go also to our website, FindingArizonaPodcast.com. There you'll receive more information on all of our guests who come through our doors, on top of which you can sign up for our newsletter. There's a little bit more of the official side of who's coming through our doors and what's coming up next. And if you want to go check out the more personal side, that would be with the blog. And just to let you guys know, uh, along with the blog, Brittany is also doing a vlog on our YouTube page. That is a little bit more and more fun of us and getting to know our family and our little guy in a one-to-one scenario in a fun little vlog style. I hope that you guys are enjoying all the content we put out there for you. We're just doing so much with this little one. We actually just came back from Ikea and we're going to be working on our library together as a family. And that's our next project project here at the house. So that being said, we're going to jump into this episode. This is episode number 329 with Ryan of The Giving Group. We will catch you on the next episode. Hey guys, it's Jose. I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. Have you been like me, been outside every three months just doing your own pest control and you're frustrated, you had it up to hear from your wife? Well, I got a place for you, happybeespestcontrol.com. They are the number one, first and only pollinator friendly pest control company in Arizona. And I wanna give you a chance to save $25 by going over to Happy Bees Pest Control slash finding AZ, or just give them a call 602-529-8797 to get everything from pest control, rodent control, mosquitoes, and bed bugs. Tell them Finding AZ sent you and get your discount today. This podcast episode is sponsored by the No Global Membership. Get into the room to network with other women you want and need to know. Link to join the Global Membership is in the show notes. Claim your freebie today. back everybody to the finding arizona podcast i'm your host jose as always we bring in very special guests and today we have brian here and i just want to say thank you to brian and thank you to what you do for uh i just going to say that he has he's going to be talking to us about a nonprofit. so i'm going to just let brian take it away from here and tell us what uh his nonprofit is about and what it's called go ahead brian Wow, that's about as open-ended as it gets i like to leave it open-ended just because i don't want to take too much of the reins i want to Keep, kick it off to you and let it let you really experience it from the horse's mouth. All right. Well, I'll, I'll do my best. So the name of, of the nonprofit that, that I started in 2017 is called The Giving Group AZ. Mm-hmm. And in short, The Giving Group is a group of, in theory, 100 members. We have 138 right now. But yeah. when, when you have 100 or more members, we all get together every 90 days. Mm-hmm. And everybody contributes a hundred bucks. And when you have a hundred people contributing a hundred bucks each, that means you have a $10,000 bag of money. Yeah. Then we randomly select 
four people from our membership to nominate their favorite nonprofit. And then nice. we hear those nonprofits talk about what they do, how they serve the community, what they would do with $10,000. And then we vote. And awesome. the whole, the whole process takes under an hour. Yeah. And by the end of that meeting, we, uh, we are giving a $10,000 donation to a local nonprofit. And the one thing about all the nonprofits is they all need money. So that's the, yeah. the common denominator. And it's a really, really fun an impactful uh, thing that we've got going on. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think something I read an article because I was looking, doing my own research and this is coming from a Seattle version or a Seattle branch that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A friend of mine in Seattle started the giving group. Okay. Um, I don't know, maybe six years ago. Nice. Okay. And it has grown. Obviously we have one yeah. in Phoenix. Um, I've, I've helped start some in San Diego and Kansas city and Boston. And very cool. Uh, we're up to about 45 different cities that we've got giving groups in. Yeah. And so can you give us um, a little bit of like, what was your conversation into getting into the group the first time? And then what spawned kind of just the you moving out and kind of making these new, or is it just moving? Was it just like, you know, you, know you wanted yeah. to? It was, it was, it could not have been further from what I normally am about or what yeah. I normally do. Yeah. So in other words, I didn't grow up. I didn't even know how to spell philanthropy when I was growing up. So, you know, I grew up in a house where, you know, great family, but we really didn't get involved in, in a lot of stuff. So, yeah. So, um, so as I said, my friend in Seattle, I knew she was doing a giving group up there and, mm -hmm. and I, I never really talked to her about it, but then I saw her at a, a conference and I said, how's your giving group going? And she said, it's going great, but I'm really not focused on it right now. We're focused on growing it and, and expanding into other cities. Yeah. It was almost like this little light bulb moment, you know, and I, I literally said to her, well, I could do Phoenix and I don't know nice. where that voice came from. I don't, it, you know, it's not, it's not my, my norm, but yeah. I just kind of felt like it was something I could do. And then for, it probably took a year to grow the group through social media and through friends and colleagues and yeah. clients and, you know, just everyone I knew I was kind of spreading the word about, Hey, this is what we're doing. And after about a year, we had a hundred members and uh, it's, it's been going ever since. So what is this? Our fourth year, fourth nice. or fifth year. Yeah. That's so cool. And so I, I really do like, again, the reason why I ask this is just because again, like you said, it's not your, I guess, would you say your a cup of tea to just kind of throw that out there as a, as your kind of thing. And yeah. so I, I, you know, I know it was a voice, but was there anything to the emotion of uh, the emotional part about it? Was there any connection? Is there anything in your past that makes you feel, uh, I guess, a closer kinship to philanthropy, as you say? Uh, <laughs> I, that's a great question. Uh, I would love to create an answer that sounded really meaningful and okay. heartfelt, but the truth of the matter is, I, I think I just felt challenged at the moment, like, sure. well, if she can do this and if she can do it and have a, an impact in her community, well, I could do that too. You know, it's, it's just that Absolutely. simple, that simple mindset of, well, if, if you can do it, I can do it too. Um, and I just kind of felt challenged. Like I, I bet I could do that. And, and it kind of, honestly, it gave me something else to talk about with my clients and my Mm -hmm. uh, colleagues, instead of I'm in the mortgage business. So okay. instead of talking to people about mortgages, yay, right? Yeah, it's super yeah. <laughs> exciting to talk about mortgages. 
Um, but you know, when you talk to people about what the giving group is and how it impacts the community and, and you just start to talk about it a little bit, people are much more interested in talking about that. Absolutely. And, uh, and so I, I kind of just use that as a, you know, I'm, I'm not just about what I do for work. I I'm about, mm-hmm. about growing this group as well. And like I said, we're up to 138 people now. Yeah. So the goal is to get to 150 members and, and then we'll have an even bigger impact. And that's what we're here to talk about a little bit today, too. And and my hope is just to kind of be able to tell the whole story and get a, a scope of just who you are and um, just to understand that, because I myself am like you, I never grew up in a, a, in a philanthropic family where it's um, they always were open to it. Like, yeah, my mom did. Um, she, it was more volunteer stuff. So with yeah. our church or with something along those lines of your time and your effort and your dedication is that a level of citizenship that you yeah. put back into it. So um, I, I, you know, I have that in my heart. And as I grow older and, 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 you know, my career has, you know, become more of a thing that established and I can give back in my own way like this is it becomes more important as my, I just have a a 16 month or 17 month old uh, he's kicking around in this, in the front there, but you know, it's just important to me to show him that that is important to our family to do so. And to also, you know, make it, make it important, find something that you're loving so much. Mine is animals and uh, talking to individuals like yourself and interviewing you guys and just kind of understanding nonprofits as a, is what I can do to give back. And so I appreciate you telling me a little bit more about how this came to be. And I'm going to pivot and now ask you uh, about what the pandemic did to you guys. Um, just because there was, a, it, there was, there was a pandemic. What are you talking oh about? yeah. Yeah. There's just a small thing called the pandemic that really made a, a big whole gap for a lot of people and, and money is a big part of that. So I'd love to get your kind of, I would love to get understanding. I know your group is, is uh, just a a group of individuals, but what happened during the pandemic, what happened to your group and give us a little bit of that history. So, um, you know, that, that pandemic that you talk about, um, I do recall there was a pandemic. (laughs) There Um, was a two year thing. Yeah. Yeah. Two, two and a half years. Um, It's, so we used to we used to meet in person. Then the, okay. then COVID happened, and we we never skipped a meeting. We just stopped and and went from in person meetings to to Zoom. Awesome. Um, but the the impact that COVID had on nonprofits is a lot of people were scared. Like you know they're scared they're going to lose their job. They're scared they're going to lose their incomes. There's a lot of fear, and so the impact that that had on donations was pretty significant. So, you know, the nonprofits we were talking to, they were telling us that, yeah. you know, they, they're always trying to raise money, but in a, in a pandemic, it becomes even more critical. So the role of, of the giving group became even, even more important. Yeah. And we just, we just, we just, you know, flipped over to zoom and I, I did a lot of question answer type of things with the membership saying, Hey, do you mind meeting on zoom? Would you rather meet in person? And the bottom line was it was always split right down the middle. When you're meeting on zoom, there are people who hate zoom and don't want to be on there. When you're meeting in person, there are people that don't want to meet in person. Mm -hmm. So, uh, during COVID we spent about a year and a half or two, um, of, of just doing it online. Yeah. So, so we didn't miss a a beat, but we went back to in-person meetings, 
I think it was the beginning of, of this year, beginning of 2022. Okay. Um, and it's been, it's been better in person because you, well, you know, I mean, when you're in person, you get to, there's a social aspect to it, yeah. a social element and, and everyone seems to enjoy it a little bit more. Sure. You have to drive to the meeting, but it's, it's more fun. And I even tried to bribe everybody and say, Hey, yeah. if you meet me an hour beforehand, first round of beers is on me. And nice. uh, we had some people show up and we had a good time and, and then we got down to business. Yeah. I love that. I love, so again, it's just one of those things that I love getting the, um, the critical part about this is just understanding what, what effects happen. And so one of the things that you brought up is again, those local dollars, those, that local, uh, what your, your, your team has become, or your group has become a little bit more critical because it is such a local thing. And now you're affecting, um, these businesses, these non other nonprofits that need it so much at a critical time. Yeah. Like you said, it just, that's that's more vital. That's an important word you're using is, is local because the qualifications for, a nonprofit to receive our donation, mm-hmm. uh, there's only two qualifications. One, they have to be local. Mm-hmm. And two, they have to be recognized by the IRS as a legit 501c3. Yeah. So, but, it, and that, that word local, that represents the fact that we're trying to make an impact in our own communities, in our own backyard. And, um, and one of the really, I, I guess one of the things that I, I didn't anticipate learning but having gone through so many meetings, I've definitely picked this up is I I've been able to learn what nonprofits are out there. I didn't, I don't know half of them, but I'm learning about them. I'm learning what they do. I'm learning how they serve the community. And there are really some just amazing groups of people out there doing things that I had no idea of. And and a lot of the members. Yeah. yeah, It's so, it's so it runs the gamut from, and we're learning about this too, because we've, we've interviewed, I mean, you know, I've just been so blessed to have shared a couple of stories from nonprofits of all sorts, from health issues to just giving back for families and some creativity ones where it's like, um, there was one that was a music class to high schoolers that want to go into the hip hop industry and yep. teaching them those, um, very critical skills of you know beat making and learning about what the what your goals should be like where you should be educated what are some of the things tactics of the businesses right um so it's important to kind of like i think that those those pieces of uh the nonprofit world where aren't really uh identified or recognized as much but what happens is people like ourselves that are in the mix that are just networking or just kind of in the atmosphere or in mm-hmm. the gravitational pool, as I like to say, uh, we, we get that opportunity to pull and show and highlight those. And the great thing about it is for me, I just get to see the creativity. It's just beautiful. The, the different minds and how they approach the nonprofit world. And so I love that. And to me, the only way that they'll get that opportunity or the only way that I get to show that is to to give their story life and and breath and and show and highlight that. And so that's always fun for me because again, I think you doing something creative here, which is it's just local. If you think about it, it's just like you said, over a hundred people donating what yeah, a hundred dollars. And it's just again, it's simple like that. You just we we vote, we decide which one's the best and Yep. And, get, and it's just so great. It's just instant. It's fun too. I bet. And that was going to be my next question is, 
you know, like you said, you try to make it as fun as possible for the meetings that happen uh, every quarter. Yeah, every 90 days. Yep. Every 90 days. What are some of the kind of creativity pieces of these meetings? Like, can you give us a little bit of insight if you've, I've become a member, what that looks like of how in my approach would be to you? Like, how do I find you guys? How do I sign up and what that looks like? Well, um, the way that we've grown the membership has really been word of mouth. Um, I started with reaching out to the people I work with, the people I'm friends with, and and just kind of expanded that sphere of influence um, Mm -hmm. as we went. And then I kind of relied on the members to just invite two friends, you know, and it, it, it seems that whenever a a visitor comes to a meeting and, you know, they just want to check it out and see what it's like, most of them end up joining right then and there because they, they see that this is a really amazing thing and they'd like to be a part of it. Yeah. So the way that people find us is, um, by word of mouth. And, and I hope that this conversation today gets heard by people. And if they're just curious about, what it's like. They're absolutely welcome to, to just come and sit in on the next meeting, which is I think August 25th. Okay. Um, so about a month from now and they're, they're welcome to just sit in and and check it out. And if, if they want to join, they're welcome. If they don't, that's fine too. But that's, that's kind of how we, we grow and spread the word. We've, we've also, I post the hell out of social media. You know, I just try and keep reminding everybody that we're here. This is what we do. Join us. Um, and that's how we've been able to grow to, to this extent. I love it. I mean, I just think that that whatever we can do too. I mean, I'm happy if you got something to post or something that you would like a week before or something like that, mm-hmm. we, we'd love to help you any way we can. We love doing that for our newsletter and all of that. So, uh, we're actually, th- um, we're still learning social media ourselves. Well, I'll admit I'm not an expert. So there's things like close groups where we're going to start to get all of the podcast members who have been on our episodes, uh, just kind of make the close group, just you guys, just mm-hmm. all the ep- previous episodes and just keep adding to it. And it's just make you guys know well known or well aware of each other is uh, what I'm trying to go for. And in that sense too, it's like, they're all local entrepreneurs. So why not just get you guys all involved with each other? You know, you know what, that, that one of the reasons that's a, a really good idea, aside from the obvious, um, is that when you get various nonprofits together, there's crossover and there's, nice. there's some people who are like, oh, we could totally refer our people to yours. And, oh, we can refer these people to the other nonprofit. Yeah. So there's, there's, um, there's a, a certain degree of compliment that goes, goes through that, that association. Absolutely. For example, there's a, there's a group that is called the joy bus, joy bus diner. Yeah. Um, they, they make food for people who are going through cancer and they can't really cook for themselves. So they make meals for cancer patients and yeah. deliver them like chef inspired meals, Nice. Uh, deliver them to their, to their homes. There's another group called families raising hope and they help cancer patients who wow. need a financial, they have a financially urgent need, like they can't pay their rent or they can't pay their electricity because they yeah. can't work because they're going through cancer. Yeah. And so those two groups, when they became aware of each other, they were able to refer people to each other. And it's just, it's spreading yeah. one good idea amongst two different target markets, if you will. Yeah. And I, I'm in the same boat too, where it's like, I'll tell you the story about um, Waste Not AZ and just kind of 
what they do for uh, the hunger and the youth for the youth hunger um, area. They collect all the events, uh, the large kind of uh, events, uh, not leftovers, but I guess food that wouldn't be used. Mm-hmm. And they give it to um, the shelters for mm-hmm. the children. And one of the things that was just a cool crossover was like ASU runs these huge events all all the time so like the downtown like they know of what waste not easy and they just kind of asu was just why not we have all these events yeah. all the time anytime it's yours like anytime we have and so they're now like i think they work together a lot and i just find it so beautiful when when it's just so simple like that where it's like yeah. of course why not you have these events all the time and sometimes it's just like not in you know there's 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 overly expected amount of people that they thought were going to be there and now this food we've made all it's just like we don't want it to go to waste why not give it to this not a nonprofit group and so that's it's great just, it's beautiful yeah collaboratively working we had a we had an interesting and unexpected uh situation at one of our last meetings one of our members um sold his business oh. and so he sold it for, I don't a chunk of money. And yeah. so he, he kind of had more money at his disposal than he normally did. And he listened to all four of the nonprofits give their pitch. And we all voted and we picked one of the nonprofits who won the 10,000, but then he raised his hand and he said, you know what? These are all great nonprofits. We want to give, and he ended up giving $3,000 to each of the other three nonprofits that didn't win the 10,000. So we had four nonprofits, one of them won 10,000 and then the other three, three each won 3,000. That's beautiful. So it was just, you know, it's that kind of stuff that happens unexpectedly that, that makes it just a, a bonus, you know? Yeah. And I just, I, again, that's like, it's so awesome to think about. It's like, it's just that simple where it's like, yeah, I'd, why not? These are all perfect. Like I'm part of this group. I already know about them. I'm like, it's not even that hard. Someone's going to, I don't even the middleman's cut out. I can just simply da da da. Like, well, and here's and here's what's unique. So that doesn't happen all the time, right? Not yeah. many, not many people are going to say, "I want to give three thousand dollars to three different nonprofits." But his outlook was, you can't take it with you. Mm-hmm. And then for the other members that join, I, I remember a friend of mine joined, but his wife wasn't really a hundred percent on board. She wasn't sure what she wanted to. She didn't want to commit to a hundred bucks every quarter. Yeah. And he broke down the math and he's like, you know what? It's like $8 a week. We can afford $8 a week to make yeah. an amplified impact on our community. And yeah. when, you, when you break it down that way, it really becomes easy. Yeah. I just, again, I'm like, I, in my head, I'm like, dude, there's so many beautiful opportunities to this. And can I ask um, in this meeting, like, so is the, individual member pitching um or is the nonprofit pitching for themselves in years past we used to have the members pitch mm-hmm. um but the members most likely only know kind of the surface level information like here's what this nonprofit does here's how they do it they're really great here's how i know them yeah but when we go into the Q&A portion and people start asking detailed questions, they didn't know the answers. So we started like in the last year, we started saying, hey, if, if you member number one 
are going to, instead of you speaking about your nonprofit, just invite someone from the nonprofit, invite a board member who's going to yeah. know all the details. So now we have pretty much the nonprofit board members come to the meeting and, and they're able to speak a lot more eloquently about their own <laughs> service than, than the members can. Yeah. And like you said, there is a Q and a portion that allows for some more detailed level, uh, questions to be allowed so th i think that's transparency right there right is this that's wonderful um i'm ex you know there's a lot of exciting things going on can you i know that you guys i don't know if you're allowed to uh, divulge this information which is can you give us i know you said the you guys decided on four but can you give us the names of those four of the nonprofits? yeah of the last which the one you guys uh gave money to like that uh, whole story situation well, you know, Jose, you're tapping into my memory, which is not as no, it's crystal, fine. It's not as crystal clear as it used to be, but um, I can definitely look it up and answer that. Sure, sure, sure. I know. I know. Um, well, I'm just gonna look it up so I don't screw it up. We have a we have a website that I'm going to, and and it it's actually showing me that since 2017, we've donated two hundred and nine thousand. $127. I was just about to say that you guys have donated over 200, almost like you said, two, you've donated over 200K. I was going to yeah. ask you about uh, the summer goal um, for over, was it a, 150? Was that members? Yeah, 150 members is the goal. And I and I did find the number of, I, I found who the nonprofits are. Okay, like awesome. to tell you. Yeah. So um, the, the nonprofit that actually won the the ten thousand dollar award is a nonprofit called Foster Arizona Housing Project. Okay, uh, they're in they're located in Mesa, and they basically help kids who are kind of aging out of the the foster system. Yeah, um, and they help teach them, you know, like like how to how to find their own place to live, how yeah. to grocery shop, how to do all the kinds of things that you know, people don't necessarily know how to do if, if they don't have a, a solid family, you know, background, but that was, they were the winners. And then the other three nonprofits that, uh, that came in as runner up is, uh, one of them was the care fund. Okay. Uh, the care fund is a real estate based group. They help people make their mortgages or rental payments if they're going nice. through hard times. Uh, the second one was Cass Family Shelter. They they have a, a really big impact on on the homeless problem that we have in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the last one is the Arizona Chapter of Paralyzed Veterans of America. Wow, and that's, that's pretty self explanatory. They help veterans who are are dealing with spinal cord injuries and and other types of physical uh, limitations, and and they wow. just. They do things that when you hear what they do, you just think, oh, my God, how how did I not know that this existed? It's really exactly. quite a, an amazing thing. I feel that way about some of the, the people that come through are uh, just talking about their nonprofits like yourself, where I was like, how do I not know about this like group, this local group that sounds fantastic? And I can I mean, I could easily myself like thinking about like just like if I become a part of a group like this and then also just know physically my network of like, mm -hmm. like the, the CEOs of these nonprofits, like, Hey, what are you doing three quarters from now? You want to pitch something? Yeah. I've got a place for you to go pitch. And so. Well, here's, I, here's something, here's something that happens. Cause that your, your, your thought process 
is a, a pretty familiar one. People yeah. start to think, how can I make this work for, you know, my nonprofit yeah. or, or the one that I really love. Um, and the thing that's important for people to understand is like, let's say Jose, you joined the giving group. Yeah. The, in order for you to nominate your nonprofit, yeah. you, you need to be one of the four randomly selected members at the meeting yeah, uh, because obviously we can't have 138 people talking about their favorite nonprofit. So we we select four, four members yeah. and then they all get to select their favorite nonprofit. Yeah. And I'm just I, again, I know that that's part of the process. I just I just in my head, I was like, still cool to be able to like say, hey, if I knew someone or I have, you know, let's say five of my own like that have part, been part of the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, look, I got this thing coming up. I have to five three of them are like really good friends of mine yeah like they should you know what they should um they should come check out the meeting for sure because they're gonna learn they're gonna learn a lot about other nonprofits yeah and then they may be inspired to um participate join what have you yeah there there was one i'm gonna keep them nameless but there was one nonprofit that really got strategic about it and they said you know what (laughs) Instead of just me joining, you know, this, this member, instead of me just joining, I'm going to have like 10 of our board members join and we're going to have a big presence at the meeting to increase our odds of being randomly selected. Yeah. And, and it worked. Nice. Yeah. That's they awesome. were selected as one of the speakers and they ended up winning $10,000. So why not? Like more yeah. power to them. And if the, it's enjoyable to all and it's, I mean, if the, the members who are being involved are in, you know, really loving it and enjoying it themselves and everyone feels like they're contributing to something and yeah. they feel like it's it, just no one getting hurt is what I'm saying. No one's, no one's f- feeling hurt. No one's feeling left out. Like it, that's all I'm saying. This is all positive. This is all beautiful yeah. things. And so again, I just really appreciate your time and just sure. giving us a little bit of background. I would love to get more detail about yourself and just kind of like, what I know you're in mortgage business or, and then you're also doing this as well. You're like myself, you're a man of many hats, many talents. Um, I just would like to ask you, what are some of the things that like really get you balanced and like, cause this is a lot, this is, you know, you're, you yourself are probably having to juggle a lot of everyday uh, tasks and still have to grocery shop, still have to do laundry, still have to do all of these things. What are the things that you like to do to like, you know, is there meditation? Is there, you know, just breathing? Is it, you know, you like to work out? Is there something that you like to do that keeps you level-headed? That's a, that's a good question. I, I, I will say that um, when I take care of myself, mm-hmm. everything else is better. So if, if I don't take care of me, then my work's not going to be as good. My, my family life's not going to be as good. So I definitely take care of myself. And, uh, what that looks like for me is I, I, I work out three days a week on the weekends. I walk, although in the summertime it's, it's a little rough. Yeah. Um, but I, I make sure I'm working out and I'm walking. Uh, I used to be a runner, but at my age running's no, no longer. An option. The knees go sometimes. They need oh, man. first to go. It's pathetic, but uh, but I take care of myself in that way. I also um, I stopped eating meat about seven years ago, so wow. I I'm, I am a pescatarian. So I just eat seafood and vegetables nice. and fruits. So I make sure I'm taking care of myself nutritionally. Yeah. Um, and then I I have a really solid 
family life. You know, I've got a wife, I've got three kids, I've got my bulldog who's been sleeping this whole time. Um, and so when I'm, when I'm working, I'm working when I'm, you know, involved in the giving group, I'm doing that. Mm -hmm. But outside of those, I really just, I try to be with my family as much as I can. Um, so to answer your question, yeah, to to do all those things, I just make sure that I'm taking care of myself because, you know, I've seen a lot of friends that burn the candle at both ends, so to speak. and, And that only lasts for so long. Yeah. I really appreciate that. I mean, that means so much to me that like, that's kind of where I'm at too in my life where I'm like, I need to take care of myself. I need to understand, like, just hear my body out. And, um, so yeah, that's what I've been doing. Just kind of ease up on the intensity of my workout sometimes, you know, just take a beat and, uh, more walks with the little guy and more family time. Uh, that's what, what brings joy to my life. So, you know, I appreciate you giving me that little hint of, uh, your inside world. And, um, again, these are all just bits to get to know you a little bit better in the business too. And, I know that it's in good hands, uh, the giving group. And uh, I know that there's a couple of things that I would love to ask you about the goals. I know that one is uh, 150 members. Are there anything like event wise? I know like some of these nonprofits have like a single event that helps generate most of their um, that stuff, but uh, your group is different. Is there something like that you guys highlight every year? I know that you guys meet every three, but is there like one that you, that the group enjoys most or something that? No, you know, you know what? I would say our, um, our focus is, and, and this kind of is something I learned from a, a coach that I used to work with. She told me that it's better to be consistently good than occasionally great. I love that. And so what that looks like for me is, you know, if I had a a big gala, a big uh, fundraising event and we were able to raise a hundred thousand dollars, that'd be great. But I'd rather be consistently every 90 days generating $10,000 and um, do it, do it. The reason why I think consistently is more important is because then we're able to impact more nonprofits and more people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, we don't have any other events other than the quarterly meetings. And those quarterly meetings, we've got down to a science. They're one hour, sometimes yeah. a little bit less than that. Cool. And um, we had a videographer that was in the group and and she helped me put together a video, kind of a a montage, if you will, of the yeah. previous nonprofits. And it was really cool to kind of show them, show the people who were there, you know, this is, this is the impact that you've had over the last year. And it was, it was one of those moments where it's like, wow, we really have accomplished a lot more than we thought we had. Yeah. Just imagine what the montage of just a few months of like, you know, I imagine there are a little bit of tears and a little bit of like cheering and, and, and all of the mix of emotions, but it's like, yeah, like the impact Again, yep. that that ten like ten thousand dollars is nothing to throw your hat away from. It's like you know, it's just like, you and know, you're doing it consistent. You know, the, the the other the other thing I'll mention is the the way to look at it is I think we're all familiar with whether it's your kid or your neighbor or whomever. Everyone does fundraisers. Your mm-hmm. school does. You know, Boy Scouts do. Girl Scouts do. And everyone's probably contributed 10 bucks here, 20 bucks there. And that's fine. You know, you can even contribute a hundred bucks and and that's fine. Um, But when you're a part of a collective of a hundred plus members and by coming together, you're able to donate $10,000, 
you're making what I refer to as an amplified impact. So your, your single donation has an impact, but the amplification of that by, by you know, there's power in numbers really yeah. is my point. And that's, that's something that I think the people are drawn to. And that's why they, they become a member. And we have very few members that decide to actually, um, you know, quit the group. Mm -hmm. Occasionally, there's always some reasons, but most people, when they become a part of it, they love it and they want to, they want to stay a part of it. So I, I, I hope we reach our goal of 150 members, you know, before the end of the year. As do I. And so again, I just, those things that I have to just kind of throw out there, you guys are doing really incredible work and just being able to hear these stories have made me really kind of want to go to the next meeting and, and have a, have a look-see of, for my own. I'm going to uh, say the seat for you, Jose. You thank you very much. I, I, I really do appreciate <laughs> it. Cause again, I, I'm not kidding. Like the, the nonprofits that have come here and shared their stories have made an impact on my life emotionally and just like friendship wise. Um, yeah. I would love to see, one of them walk away with this. And, and that yeah. to me, it would be cool to kind of see that happen for them. And so uh, that being said, I just, again, I, I think it's cool. Like, I think what my biggest thing that I advocate for is um, community growth and, and local. Uh, and that's just, you, you cover two circles for me. And, and that's, yeah. that's just something that I'm excited to, to be a part of. And so I'm going to just stop here and just say it. I think I'm going to be at the next meeting and then uh, just say uh, this is my chance to leave to you and let you kind of just take over and tell everyone where they can find you online. Okay. Uh, give us again the, the date of the next event and the location. And then, uh, yeah, uh, go ahead and promote everything under the sun. Brian. All right. So um, first of all, our web address is pretty simple. It's thegivinggroupaz.org. Um, if you Google the giving group AZ, you're going to find it. So, um, that's where you can go and that's our website is where you can actually join. So there's a big fat awesome. button on there that says join now. And to join, you just put your name, phone number, email, and credit card in there. And the reason you put your credit card in there is because, um, we, we automatically charge the members every 90 days, that $100 yeah donation. So you don't really have to think about it. Once you sign up, mm -hmm. you're, that's all you need to do. Yeah. And, and on the website, people can see the different local nonprofits that we've donated to in the past. So that might inspire some people to get involved. Yeah. Um, the date of our next meeting is August. It's always the last Thursday of the month. So that means easy to August, remember. August 25th is our next meeting. And we meet at have you ever heard of Desert Stages Theater? No, I have it, not, actually. Desert Stages Theater is a, a community theater in Scottsdale, and they're located inside of Scottsdale Fashion Square Mall. Okay, okay. So it's inside the mall. Um, it's where the Harkins Theater used to be years and years ago. Got it. Kind of in the food court near the back. And, and so <laughs> yeah. we meet there because we, we have one of those theaters where when we all get up to speak about our favorite nonprofit, we go up on stage, we speak. There's seats in front for everybody to listen to. It's a great environment for actually nice. presenting a little bit of a, a, a little bit of a presentation. I love it. That uh, sounds great. So that's where we meet. It's one hour. Um, the web address I gave you, the date I gave you. What else would you like to know? I think that's it. I think, uh, I think, do you have any social media at all? Just Facebook. 
Okay. I'm old. So that's, you know, I totally I fine. <laughs> I totally get it. Hey, no, like I just really appreciate you giving us your time and all of this uh, information. Again, I hope that everyone follows the links that I will be providing in with this audio. So I just hope that that uh, is becomes something of a network path to you. And I hope that every single one of our listeners takes the opportunity just to get to know you guys a little bit better and in the given group. And so I'm excited. This whole podcast, like everyone, I hope like is just as excited as I am. But uh, before we go, we have our little bit. You can hear every episode of our podcast at FindingArizonaPodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. So all of our social media is under Finding Arizona Podcast. And that is going to conclude our episode with Brian here and the Giving Group. With that, we say goodbye. And every time we end our podcast, we say kisses, hugs, and belly rubs to our four-legged friends here. And we will catch you on the next episode. So good night, y'all.